Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Tim with a high fly out in the deep left center. Gordon is back at the fence, and it's a home run. Gordon tried to leap and take it away, but he couldn't get it. And the White Sox lead 3-2. That's his sixth home run of the season with 3-2 coming. Line and caught. Tim Anderson went way up, and he took away a hit from Kepler. Anderson at second, Moncada at first. The pitch hit in the air out in the deep left. It's back there, and it is gone. Adam Engel in for Luis Robert. Just hit a three-run homer. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get Yeah, that's a lot of fun. ESPN 1000, Saturday morning. Mark Zander, Brian Hanley. Is it time to be excited yet, Brian? Two in a row. I don't think we that makes a winning Tony. streak. <laughs> yeah. We love Oh, Tony. you are so... Yeah. Oh, my God. We love Tony. Already. Already the cheer. Boy, that's not premature. We although, although you, you know what, are we are we patting Tony on the back for these wins? I mean, is he responsible for this? I, I've seen uh, several people on Twitter say, can we please leave Tony alone right now? Did he do this? <laughs> Speaking of leaving him alone, did you see that picture of him on Twitter? There's a bar called Crossroads. It was a week ago Thursday, someone in the bar, and the bar looked really empty. And Tony, purportedly from this picture, was sitting in the bar alone. Uh, because the story had come out, and we have so much to talk about, because we found out about Kenny Williams addressing the team via Bob Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was exciting to read. Ozzy going off on everybody. <laughs> everybody. Everybody. Like Not was anybody was safe from Ozzy Gant. It, it seems like it was three weeks worth of everything in this past week, it, right? It, 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 it was, and, and we have five hours this weekend to talk to you about well, stuff. So, 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 so the, the guy who was supposedly in the bar and took the... Picture of now I miss this. I totally that's, miss this. I'm so he said, "Do you think that's what Tony was talking to the bartender about? About Kenny meet you know uh, about the team being a clickish team and everything that you know?" Because we thought they all were too lovey dovey, right? And then Bob Nightingale said there are clicks and and you know the team doesn't get along and you know it was the opposite of you know Frank Thomas and I thought. Everyone was talking to patting each other on the back, and we're going to get them. Don't worry, you know. It's there, there's no sense of urgency, right? And then it, Kenny supposedly goes in there and shakes up everyone and says it's time to you know to to start coming together and doing stuff. And he you know he supposedly criticized the coaching staff and and the manager. And, and no one was safe from Kenny's wrath. No. Because we talked to Jesse about it, because you asked me on Saturday, is is Kenny still actively involved? And in- yeah, what what is well, exactly what is exactly his role? Well, apparently his role is to come in and and uh, tell people what time it is, what what's expected. It, shouldn't that be Rick Hahn's job? By the way. Well, you're splitting hairs now, aren't you, Brian? I don't well, know. We don't know, right? I mean, uh, is well, Rick Hahn kind of Kenny's, at, as it's been, it was explained to us, Rick Hahn is kind of Kenny's, uh, you know, go do this. I said yeah, do this, which, now you go do this. That's what thing. Jesse said, right? Right, the, right. The Rick, Rick, the Rick, Kenny's still the big picture, big idea guy. Uh-huh, right? and, and Rick is the Rick, guy that makes it happen. He follows he the orders it, and yeah. he executes, yep. Um, that's interesting because, you know, Kenny... Uh, you know, he's much more emotional than Rick. Rick is much more of an even keel guy, even though he said on this very station that, 
uh, when he was asked, you know, do you get emotional during games when things aren't going well? And he said he'll be fold- folding the laundry. He'll throw the, stuff, yes. The remote control can go against the wall, and, mm-hmm. and maybe the shirt with too much starch in it. I don't know. But um, it's interesting because that weekend was, uh, I mean, you know, it, the report's coming out, and it's like people reading into it. Is this? And not, only, not only that, but then we had uh, Hendricks on the air here, right? Yeah. Say that. Maybe allude to maybe that was Dallas Keuchel that leaked that the that the uh, clubhouse kind of had some issues, which is you know okay because people are, people were reading into it like is management finally setting up the the exit for Tony and trying to is what we say so if many twists quit, and turns Brian this week right if what, the players quit on Tony that's the only way Tony gets out right. whether it's Tony's decision or not so mm-hmm. then all of a sudden. You got a clubhouse rift and, you know, you got clicks and you got, you know, Tony's lost control of the clubhouse. And people are like, oh, maybe this is someone's planting these seeds publicly so that he may, maybe Tony you know, decides. It's right. And go. then and then Liam jumps on and says, you know, that uh, that could have been, uh, you know, I don't remember exactly how he put it, but it was you know, suggested that maybe that was Dallas Keiko on his way out, kind of saying that, uh, you know, there were some issues and everything, which. You know, in in retrospect, I mean, are you really going to trust that? So yeah, lots of twists and turns. Well, this week. hey, the good news is they they have a four game win streak and they have a chance to go over five for the first time since they were what twenty two and twenty one. Right. And more importantly, they they you know the way the the Cleveland series started, it's like oh my good lord, here comes Tony getting questioned about how intentional walks are issued and you know can they pick themselves up off the mat? How important are these two games? Right today and tomorrow. Very important. And, and, you know, it's funny. I walked in here thinking, ah, oh, a two-game win streak because I'm just so focused on the Twins. Of course, it is a four-game win streak, but the Twins are really are super focused right now. And the past two games, you know, the ball hitting second base, I think it was, uh, was it uh, Steve Stone or Benetti that said, no, it was Ozzy. He was talking about uh, Bobby Cox. The who managed for years oh, in Atlanta. Sure. Yeah, he, and he and, and Ozzie, yeah, Ozzy said, you know what? Bobby Cox once said, when the ball starts doing weird things and it helps you out, you know you have something on your side. And when that ball hit second base yesterday, it just bounced around. Oh. That's the stuff that was happening to us. We were well, victims hey. of that. Now we're starting to see that we are benefiting from those types of weird things here and there. But the play has been, obviously, the offense had showed up. Kopech didn't have a great outing, but like a good team does, they pick him up and they score runs behind him. It's it's been nice to see if if for two games or the four. I mean, I'll give you the four, but again, I'm just so super hey, focused well, on the Twins. Don't sleep on the Guardians because you know, and we'll talk no. about them before right. that too. But you know, the the fact of the matter is the way that bottom half of the first inning was going. I'm like, oh boy, this you know. This is not good. You've got Luis Robert, who's got lightheadedness. That's there's a new one for the the IL. I think I, mean, I think Ozzy I think Ozzy made a joke that uh, maybe he was hungover. Well, okay, and you know, <laughs> I, I don't know about I, that. I, I'll say this, about I don't, Ozzie, but you know that uh, you know Mickey Mantle must have said he felt lightheaded at some point. Oh boy, like every day because Ozzy, I, when covering Ozzy as a manager, and he'd be sitting in the dugout, and especially when he was in good mood. Every story he told, it had nothing to do with, like, in-game stuff. He was just talking about, 
he and uh, Freddie Garcia or something like, well, we were drunk and we were the bullfights. Every story, we were drunk. I mean, the, <laughs> like the first line of any Ozzy story, well, we, of course we were drunk. And so, so that means Ozzy's used that excuse before. Lightheaded. Yes, exactly right. I'm lightheaded. Yeah. Well, that's, anyway, the way the, the ball was being kicked around and, and not fielded, I'm like, oh boy, this is, you know, not, not good because God bless Adam Engel for getting in there and, and, and picking up where mm-hmm. Luis Robert left off. But. Yeah, Luis, uh, you know, as soon as he made, he uh, misjudged that ball and it got past him, it's like, I, of all the things we had to worry about this team, I never thought defensive for Luis Robert was going to be a concern. Now, right. we've seen mm-hmm. a few things this year in recent times. I don't know what that is. Everybody, you know, I don't care if you're a gold glover, you're still could have it. He's not. But you could have a bad day. And when I saw that, I thought that's that's something that wasn't on the map of all the things that we could be concerned about. I didn't know we had to be concerned about that. You, you don't need that one to be added. No, 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 no. But um, look, whatever is going on with him. I'm glad he said something. They took him out of the game, let him rest. We had Angle. He showed up. Obviously, he's a solid glove, and his bat showed up last night. Mm-hmm. And that's the team coming in and uh, backing up their guy and, uh, you know, taking a win. And Kopech has turned out to be that guy right now where he struggles early, and he gets yep. stronger as he goes on through the game. And I thought if he can get out of that first inning without too much damage, and they tied it up, yeah, he's going to be okay, and he did get stronger throughout the game. Yeah, and thank God for Johnny Cueto again, right? I mean, hey, you know that guy. Him. Last week we had a poll: who is yeah. the most important pitcher on that staff? I don't care right now. Right Cueto's got to be it. I mean, that guy is such a stud, absolute well, Dylan stud. Dylan Cease would probably uh, argue it. Well, uh, yeah, may, may, look, right, maybe Spoiler so. For but, choice. Yeah. but the but the idea that he is such a workhorse. Yep. And he's it's such a great story and he gives them so many quality innings and he's not overpowering. Dylan Cease is overpowering. Yep. Cueto is not, but he just knows how to do it. The baseball IQ is high with Johnny Cueto and it's just such a great story. I think I tweeted out that he's this year's Billy Hamilton for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. So he is. Yeah, it's look, a great story. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, now you can't go weekend at Bernie's uh, in Minnesota, right? You can't be Bernie, right? So you got to keep, don't pedal stop to now, the boys. metal. Yeah, you got, I mean, and we got a, a Twitter poll question to, to that effect too. What, how's the feel good going into the all-star uh, break, right? Well, what yeah, do you the White Sox, that? yeah, White Sox are finally at 500. Yay, yay, yay. Um, what do they have to do? What else do they need to do before the break to actually have turned the corner, quote-unquote, on the season. Win three of four versus the Twins, clean sweep of the Twins, or just keep hitting those home runs. Now, I put that in there because you notice that home runs equate to wins. Yeah, I mean, I said that three weeks ago, and and some people took umbrage to that, and I'm like... Yeah, we had a caller here that said, you know, no, that's not it, that's not it. Well, it is it. It's the quickest way to get somebody over the plate. right now, right? I mean, it's... it's, And look, they were... When when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, there were only two or three teams with fewer home runs than your Chicago White Sox, and I think they've leapfrogged at least three teams to this point. Um, So, I mean, it's not great. But there's now six teams behind them, and and that's in two weeks, right? Right. You've got to start hitting the ball out of the ballpark when when teams are giving you the possibility to do it. Yep, and it it, it makes immediate impact, obviously. And we we've done it with people on base, which yep. is 
obviously the best situation. That Luis Robert Grand Slam oh. was unbelievable. Ooh. That thing was out of the park in about two seconds. It I, was I a line drive. The- if that if those seats weren't there, that would have kept going. That could have been a six hundred foot home run. I tweeted out, and if we can get that audio before we get out of here, because I tweeted out the Minnesota Twins uh, uh, TV play-by-play How they call. say, it? that's a grand slam. I mean, it's the, <laughs> the, the, the sound of the bat. Well, that's a grand slam. Yeah, I right mean, away, it, right away. I mean, it was like a, a, a maybe a second. It wasn't even, you know, high and deep and could be. No. None of that. They didn't have that's time. Brian, they did not have time to use <laughs> well, those I mean, He just knew it. I mean, you know, right. he, he hurt that ball. He, he punished that ball, and he's like, well, that's a grand slam. Yes, yeah, and I think the uh, exit velo was uh, north of 110. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just ridiculous. Just, and, and, and there have been so much said about Luis Robert expanding the strike zone and all of that, which is mm-hmm. absolutely true, and uh, you know, he's a young kid, right? At some point, he's going to tighten that up. How good is he going to be? And this is something that Steve Stone has said multiple times. How good is he going to be when he figures that part out? Yeah, uh, look, it, it's, you know, again, don't stop now, boys. We had so much to talk about. And by the way, you know, a lot of people are heading to the uh, split double header today up at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. We're not letting the Cubs off the hook. It's it's about time. We've, uh, I, you know, shame on me. They're on the pay no mind list because, you know, no one really wants to talk about them. But I think it's time to talk about them because they're on the pace for 99 losses. 99 It's time to address the elephant in the room with the Cubs head on. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that when we come back from the break. Take uh, Owens on hold, and we want to talk to you about the White Sox, about the Cubs. We're here for you. 312-332-3776. Xander and Hanley on ESPN 1000. We'll be right back. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Your Chicago White Sox four-game winning streak. Currently, see what the Orioles are doing, Brian? Yes. It, it's insane. And the Mariners, too. Let's throw them in there. And, and the Orioles definitely had no, really no solid expectations at all. The Mariners no. maybe perhaps a little more than that. Oh, but they did going into the season, and then they turned into the Mariners again, and now they've won 12 in a row. Right, right, right. But I'm saying the Orioles, nah, there no. was nothing. There no. was nothing. They there. have some good young talent on that team now. Well, and we saw it firsthand. Yeah. We saw it firsthand. They played us tough on the south well, side. They, and and we obviously, saw, we, we weren't on, on top of our too. game. We saw it on the north side, too. We actually saw Baltimore yeah, Orioles fans start chanting, let's go O's at Wrigley Field. That's how bad it's gotten. <laughs> and that's what, when the you know the bleacher fans are building beer, beer, beer cup snakes and not paying attention to their bad team. Well, you, you were the one that said, uh, you know, people aren't paying attention to the Cubs much anymore. And I'm, I'm falling into that category. All my fandom is behind the White Sox. The Cubs, I appreciate what they're, uh, you know, they're trying to do the rebuild. It's never easy, but they did play the Orioles. I totally forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. And, and they lost to them because that's yep. what the Cubs have been doing of late again. Um, look, it, it, as a Cubs fan and want to hear from other Cub fans as we get through the show and, until 1230, plenty of times, take your calls 312 332 3776. As bad as, as low as your expectations may have been, and mine were pretty low. You know, this team is hard to get a handle on because going into the week, I think they had National League high 12 games that went into extra innings. Unfortunately, because they're a young team, a bad team, both, they're 3-9 and in those extra inning games, right? 
so I guess the good news is that, you know, of their whatever, 89 games, 12 of them, they got to extra innings, and they had won four series against some pretty good teams going into Los Angeles before they got spanked by the Dodgers. Right, and and you and when that was happening, Cap was awfully excited as if they were going to actually do something. Yeah, but I mean, but this is what bad teams and young teams and, and both those types of teams do. You know, now they're on the pace to lose 99 games, and they can't win at home, and unfortunately, the Chicago White Sox can't win at home either. So, you know, if the White Sox are legit, after the break, because, you know, the four-game win streak is on the road because they like to win on the mm-hmm, road. Mm-hmm. They've got to so come back and beat the uh, the guards. Here. Yeah, be- yep. because, they, you know, the, the White Sox and Cubs have combined for 36 wins at home. And that's not, that's no, not nearly and that's good enough. combined, as you said. That's yeah, the White ridiculous. Sox have 19 of those. Yep. I mean, okay, yay for them. The, the, You've got to be better, much better than that. But first things first finish off what you're doing in minnesota what you start these first two days yep and uh we're going to the phones owen in uh, willowbrook wants to jump on espn 1000 hey owen what's up good morning guys good hey, morning just a thing that I, I i really think is important that happened that's happened to the Sox over the last few games is and i'm hoping it's, it's happened is joe kelly might have gotten right joe kelly yeah what's with that form. right like he flipped the right. switch right if he gets right they can shorten the game and get to uh, those to get the uh, you know uh, Graveman and Hendricks who've been doing the job all year basically, and they can shorten the game. The mm-hmm. other thing is that uh, that was a key at bat for the Sox before Robertson's home run was Anderson taking a rear walk. When this team is patient and they walk, they can hit. And 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 the the thing the other day is uh, again my my favorite target on that team is Mikata. They let him off the hook. Because he had bases loaded, three and one count, and he hit, he swings out at a great pitch, grounds out to the first baseman, force it home, and then Roberts, who's normally not real patient, kind of got a break because the pitch before he hit the homer was a slider in the dirt from Gray, mm-hmm. and, he, and the jump blew a check swing call. I thought it was a strike, but he, but when he shows, hey, patience, sometimes that stuff got, goes your way. That helps. I mean, right, yeah. right, but and you're right. When he shows patience, that guy's a stud. He's got to remember Abreu's hitting behind him. Yep. So eventually they got to come into him, but when he swings at those first one or two pitches, he's not as effective. And and I think once Roberts learns to be patient, the kid is going to be something, you know. But but again, I you know, if you're going to play Makata, please get him out of the two hole. I mean, he the other day he comes up base loaded three one count, chopper to first base. The other day first and second nobody out, two and zero count. He pops up to the shortstop. Matt, Vaughn Vaughn was hitting his best out of the two hole. I don't mm-hmm. understand why Larusa just doesn't leave. Him. Well, there's a lot of things we don't understand yeah. what Tony's doing, but I will say this, yeah. Owen, because other people are showing up and getting the job done, the Mancana issue isn't as large. Well, the past right. few games, and but and thankfully so, because thanks, Owen, for the phone call. Uh, you know that that may not go away anytime soon, but when you have the situation where the other players are producing. You know, if Mankata, you know, is taking a little longer to get in the groove, if we're winning games, that's not a big story anymore. Well, I mean, it's taken two years to get in the groove. No, I understand that, Brian, but you know what I'm saying. The end uh, result right. would but be Mark, the winning and, game. Yeah. Okay, and, and I appreciate that guys are picking them up, and Vaughn's been terrific in clutch, and Angle comes up and ends clutch yesterday. In the big picture, Mankata still is an issue. It, it, the, the idea was not to sneak into the playoffs as a wild card team. Right. The idea was to win this division impressively and, and to try to win a World Series. 
for that to happen, Mankata can't. And look, Tony probably we talked about when he had him in the leadoff spot last Sunday. You know, he's trying to get him jump started. I don't know if that's even a possibility anymore. Maybe this is who he is now. Unfortunately, it was it 2019. He had a good season. Well, I don't think you or I agreed with putting him in the no, uh, no, the first but, spot to j- right. jump something. That's ridiculous. Right. And, and our call is right. You know, Vaughn's really hitting well the second spot, and mm-hmm. you hate to see we're trying to get Mankata going. So to the detriment of someone else. But I mean, Vaughn obviously hasn't slowed down if at all this week, right? So, but if if we talked about it. if you're going to realize your your goals going into the season, your aspirations to be a World Series contending team, he's got to be a part of this. And it's great to say, you know, the other guys are picking him up, and they they did this week. But I mean, it, it, it's still an issue, and I don't know. Maybe this is just who who the guy is. Well, I look, I I see I see what you're saying. I'm not necessarily a Mankata apologist. No, I'm, I'm just enjoying right now. The fact that that is not an issue that is keeping us from winning right. games. Now, no, you're right. I, I He needs to show up. He needs to be the player we thought he was going to be. And there have been a few occasions. I mean, Owen brought it up. He popped out when he had uh, some people on, on base. But there have been times where he's he's hitting the ball hard, and he had a home run within the last few days. Sure. So let's not forget about that. He's hitting the ball hard. He's hit it to some people. It's it's slow. I see a little progress, a little, but it's been slow, and it's been too slow, and that I get. It's just nice that it's not such a glaring issue because others are picking it up because not everybody's going to play to their full potential every day. No, That's and impossible. I'm not asking him to do it every day. I'm asking him to do it, you know, a couple weeks of the month. I mean, it, it's right. unfortunately, right. it's a couple games every month. I mean, it, it's got to be better. And maybe, I, you know, I'm exaggerating. But to the caller's other point, was, wasn't was Luis Robert 0-2 and, and, and uh, Jose Abreu was 2-2 two and two in those counts? And, you know, the pitcher lost them both. So that yeah. Finally, you're seeing some patience and, and guys working. And that's balance. the one thing consistently, maybe with the exception, uh, a couple of exceptions here and there. But that's something that we've seen in Minnesota. I think Absolutely. the patience thing has made a tremendous difference. We've seen it consistently and it pays dividends. And I hope everybody sees the direct correlation between that and and the wins and they keep it going because that's the one thing that hasn't been a consistent factor with the White Sox. And again, with with Mankata, the fact he hit a home run the other day, I'm sure even you were appreciative of that because it seems like, okay, he does have talent. He just has to put it together consistently. And I'm hoping, and maybe I'm uh, uh, being... I would. I mean, I just want to see a, a week. A solid week, right? I mean, right. I want to see. Well, I'm hoping so- that he's working towards that, and, may, and maybe, maybe it's pie in the sky, and and maybe, as you said, maybe we're seeing who he actually is, and it doesn't get any better. But that home run certainly showed that it's in there. He just has to coax it out and be consistent. I mean, it was in there when he got the seventy-five million dollar deal or whatever it was. I mean, you know, that's that's you tied him up because you thought this was a good deal for the right. White Sox too. Right. And now we know that it's eighteen million going to twenty-four million in short order per season. Well, I mean, thankfully, the story isn't over today. 
So no, hopefully, no. hopefully it'll keep going. We just have to take care of the Twins. And again, we have a, a Twitter poll at ESPN 1000. The White Sox are finally 500. What else do they need to do before the break to actually have turned the corner on the season? Win three or four versus the Twins. They're going for win number three today as Lance Lynn is on the mound. Clean sweep of the Twins. Wouldn't that be nice? Or just keep hitting those home runs. Those home runs have been difference makers in the four-game win streak that the White Sox currently How have. big is Lance Lynn's start today, too? It's a big one. It's a big one. And, and he he's had his Ooh. struggles since coming back from one, the I.O. The last one, not good. Right. Not good. Right. And we talked about it. You know, he was on the MLB.com list last uh, week, seven players who have to have really good seven second halves for the teams to, to turn things around. And, unfortunately, Mankato was on that list, too. But, you know, they, they gave a pass basically saying that, Lance, it's getting his sea legs. Well, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you hope. How long is it going to take? Well, you can't. I mean, today you can't go out there and, and put up the, the numbers you put up last start. Right. You've got you to keep this momentum going. Or if you or or if if he doesn't have a strong performance, the offense has to back him up. You know, if and Tony, if you're Tony, how quick's the hook? I mean, it, today. Well, I, I mean, would hope I would hope game? it's relatively quick. Yeah. I mean, we've got uh, uh Lopez. He's uh, he's available today. Should be yeah. right. Well, I mean, you got the All-Star break in, in 2 days, so right. Throw you know. throw throw out there who you have to stop babying people and let's uh, let's get that win. But hopefully Lance has a strong day on the mound. We've got a couple of callers to get to on the other side of this break. It's Xander and Hanley on ESPN One Thousand. We'll be right back to talk to you at three one two three three two three seven seven six. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN One Thousand. Xander and Hanley on ESPN 1000 on a gray Saturday, broadcasting live from the old National Bank studio on State Street. We've got some phone calls lined up here, stacked up. Here's George in River Grove. George, you don't look too happy. What's going on with you, bud? George. George. Ah, we ain't got George. Bye-bye, George. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked, he, it said not happy on there. On the description. So, Brian, I was ready for somebody to start bitching about something. But, uh, all right. Well, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're doing a good <laughs> job learned, today. Too. I learned from Fred. Yeah. You did, crabby old guy. <laughs> uh, Jose on the Northwest side. Let's talk to Jose. Hey, Jose, you're on ESPN 1000. What up, bud? Hey, um, how you guys doing? It's all good. Um, I'm calling because I'm. In reference to the turning away from the Cubs, I'm part of that. I grew up, you know, just a Chicago baseball fan, and I'm watching more of the White Sox, although they could be frustrating. But with regards to being big stuff like that, that's why I veered away from the Cubs because, you know, it's like it's, it's frustrating and embarrassing for this city. Um, I just feel like whenever they get back to being a winning team, I want them to keep off because I, I really feel like he'll be able to guide the ship. But right now, I'm definitely geared towards the White Sox. And I hope that Tony, at some point, he's able to find what he used to have with the Cardinals. Otherwise, and, you know, we're in for just an embarrassing season as well with, with them regarding, regarding the, the expectations that they have. How far away do you think the Cubs are, Jose, in terms of getting um, back to winning? I mean, think about I this. Honestly, uh, go ahead. They're 20 and 38 against winning teams. Okay. You know, you know, and their run differential is minus 85. 
Um, is it is it two years? Is it three years? Uh, we have a Twitter poll question. It says, uh, "Will the Ricketts family still own the team when they win their next World Series?" And the answers are possible. Answers are yes, no. Do great grandchildren count? Um, and, and it seems like the Ricketts family has lost every ounce of goodwill that they earned by leading the the team to its first World Series in over a hundred years. But as a as a Cubs fan who's watching more Sox games these days, what do you think about the team you, you still care about? Um, I want to say three years, and I still think they're going to own the team um, just because of the fact that, you know, money talks. So They've I, invested a lot years. in that neighborhood. They've got to still own it. Well, they're, they're, well it, thanks, uh, Jose, for the call. Yeah, the, the, the value of that fr- franchise, Mark, they bought it for $850 million, give or take. Yep. And I remember being down when I was covering the Bulls. Mark Cuban was trying to buy the team from Sam Zell in the Tribune. At yes, the time. he was. And Mark Cuban, and it was 2008, 2009 when the, our last recession uh, hit. And I remember being down in Dallas and we were talking to Mark Cuban about the Cubs and, and you know how serious he was. And he said, well, with the rece- recession, like now, currently, we don't have a recession, but in- interest rates went up pretty appreciably in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. So he told Sam Zell, you're going to have to share some of the pain because like the Ricketts family, Mark Cuban was going to have to finance his his bid to buy the team. Now, the Ricketts, you know, ended up doing that, too. And he said, basically, since now I'm going to have to pay more to borrow money, you're going to have to take less money for the team. And at some point he said, thanks, but no thanks, because Sam Zell wasn't going to play ball with them. Right. But so they, they end up $850 million, give or take. And the Forbes list of uh, MLB franchises in March had them at almost $4 billion. And we'll get into it a little bit further before we get out of here. But they're one of the few teams who's actually made money last year, where a lot of teams are still taking COVID losses. They had operating uh, income and revenue of $68 million to the good. Right. So at some point, even with the investment around Wrigley, if that thing gets to... Uh, New York Yankees six billion area or the Dallas Cowboys six seven yeah billion? well look look they're Did they're they they're in part? business they're in business to make right. money and if there's a profit to be had maybe they will right. I just I, I I my gut says they'll own it but who knows three one two three three two three seven seven six want to mention that Len Casper is joining us at ten a.m. We'll be talking about the White Sox before we get back to the White Sox let's take another call on the uh, Cubs Jim and Aurora. You're on with uh, Xander and Hanley. What's up? Yes, guys. Hey, Brian. Uh, if I if you're a Cub fan, I would be livid. Um, look, yeah, I am. It was it was supposed to be a one time rebuild, and that was when they got here. And if they're going to play with the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Astros and these other big market teams, you're in every year on every free agent. And what do they do? They go and they get Darvish, and then they realize, well, we got to back out. Uh, yeah, we're not paying him. Yeah. So you're you're supposed to be in on, and they are not, and it's going to be a while. It's going to be quite a while before they can climb this ladder. They need a lot of pitching. Yeah. That, but yeah, I mean, every Cub fan should be livid. Well, and, guess what? There's going to be maybe sixty. Let's say there's going to be sixty-five thousand to show up for the split doubleheader today, aiding and abetting, right? And now, now some of those will be Mets fans because Baltimore had fans here. But I guarantee you part of the decision to bang yesterday's game was that, hey, we could get more people through the turnstiles on a Saturday by splitting the doubleheader. 
mm-hmm. and and two you know individual tickets. So I'm telling you, you know, they, their Cubs are outdrawing the Sox by an average of 8,400 fans per game, according to Paul Sullivan's column today. You know, horrid baseball, losing baseball or not, 99 losses, that's the pace they're on. And yet they're going to have 60, I'll just say, uh, I'll say 65,000 minimum show up today because it's not going to rain and, and the sun's supposed to come out a little bit. But, you know, that business model's working just fine for the Ricketts family right now. Thanks, Jim. You, you know, you're, you're right. And in the end, are the Ricketts here in town to make money or to run a baseball team because they're passionate about baseball? Something you have to ask yourself. Well, I remember when Tom told his dad, Joe Ricketts, when he, the recording came out, Joe Ricketts was addressing some business group. And he said, well, my son came to me and said, you know, we should buy the Cubs. And he's like, why would I want to do that? He said, we don't lose, Dad. They sell out every game. And that's what got Joe Ricketts' attention. And that's when he ponied up the money. I think there's the answer right there, isn't it? Yeah. Right. And, and, but look, Tom Ricketts met his wife in the bleachers, right? He was going to the University of Chicago as a student and would go out to the bleachers because he was a fan and became a Cubs fan when he came to town. But it's amazing how he's frittered away every ounce of goodwill that he earned. He was a rock star. He used to walk around. He might still walk around Wrigley. That reminds inside. me of another sports family in town. Exactly right, Rocky Words. Mm. And he would, uh, Tom would, you know, walk around, listen to fans' gripes or take their uh, accolades, and he would sign autographs. This year, anytime a reporter asks him if he's got a minute, he says, no, not really. He keeps walking. So, uh, you know, it, it's great to be out there as a front runner. When things are going great, but you know, why don't you tell the tell us Cub fans what the plan is, and don't tell me about we're going to spend money intelligently because we'll get to the money you're not spending right now. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It comes down to what we've said before: if you don't like what you're seeing, don't support the team that is disappointing you. It's that simple. We've done that on the South Side forever. Mm-hmm. Hold them, hold yeah. them account. Yeah, yeah, that's right, uh, George. He's back. From River White. Grove. Hey, George, you're with us now. I'm back. My front, too. Okay, what you, what you got, George? Uh, uh, We're up against break. Make it quick. What you got? No, okay, right. George. Number one, you got to take Tim Anderson out of the leadoff spot, put him down in the three-hole. you got to get rid of Moncada, put Jake Berger over there, number one. and uh, He's on a rehab. And, well, once he rehabs, you got to get rid of Moncada. He's a bust. You got to get rid of uh, Grandal. Let Zavala play, and uh, you'll be in a much better place. Get some pitching for those guys at the at the cutoff. And I, I don't know if you want to hear this, but as far as Ozzy is concerned, Ozzy is a fraud. He's a con game. He has a histrionic personality disorder. He's obsessed with being the center of attention at all times. And he's not a very good manager. I heard him on the, uh, another station say, oh, I'm a good manager. The players like me. I don't want players to like me. I'm a coach. I'm there to help you be the best player you can be. And, and Ozzy, number one, I do not forget and I do not forgive the fact that he walked away with two yep. days left in the season. And he never, ever gave us a postseason interview. He had the biggest payroll in the history of the White Sox and they ended up being losers and he never explained how he lost the clubhouse, number one and he never explained his bizarro behavior the last two days of the season and until he steps up in front of the fans 
and explains that and apologizes for his behavior, he will never, ever be a manager in the major leagues. All right. Period. All right, George, thanks for the phone call. Hey, look, uh, Ozzy's not a manager now. He's a commentator. He's entertaining on NBC Sports Chicago. You know what? And, and you can have gripes with the past or whatever, but he's not a manager now. He, he just says what's on his mind. And uh, he has a platform to do it. It's not like the Marquee Network. And he does that. And <laughs> that is, uh, you know, must-watch TV if you're a White Sox fan. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely. mean, it's, uh, I mean, Chuck is the voice of the fans. And Ozzy is, and what do you say, Rick, Tony's Rick Retiria with credentials. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a, yeah look, look there are sometimes, yes, he has shocking things to say. But if you really think about what he's saying, he's not wrong. Does he have an ego? Sure, he does. Oh, He's yeah, always been is. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Was he responsible for the World Series team? I don't know. We're splitting well, hairs. You know, whatever. That starting rotation was pretty. Yes, yeah, right, 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 right. And we can we can get down the rabbit hole of how much baseball managers mean to a team and all that, which we're not going to. The point is, he was part of that team. They did win. He is he's an iconic here in Chicago, and he's not a manager right now. And, uh, you know, he kind of took some lumps from that national baseball writer, Heyman, about Heyman, if he was, yeah. yeah, if he was, if he was trying to get Tony's job by making those comments, which is really ridiculous. It's like Heyman trying to get Ozzy's job for making those comments. I mean, come on. So, yeah, there's a lot of drama, but it's must watch TV, and that's the important part. We're taking a break here, coming back again. Len Casper at 10 a.m. here on ESPN 1000 on your home for the Chicago White Sox. We've got somebody that wants to respond to George already. That was quick. We also have Ozzie? Dave in Plainfield. No, it's not Ozzy. Oh, well, he's man. calling himself Mo. Maybe it is Ozzy. And uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Dave in Plainfield wants to jump on and talk about the White Sox, too. All of that on the way here on ESPN 1000. Be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley on ESPN 1000. Len Casper coming up at 10. We've got some phone calls, Brian, I want to get through before we talk to Len. Starting with Mo wants to respond to George, who suggested we just get rid of Moncada. I'm not sure what we do with him. I'm not sure what we would get with for him. Just not get much. rid of him. Just get rid of him. And Jake Berger putting him in there? Uh, what about Jake's defense? Eh, there's some holes there. Here's Mo from Frankfurt. Hey, Mo, what's up? Good morning. Happy Saturday, guys. What you uh, got? I've never called into your show before, so I guess I'm a longtime listener, but a first All right, congrats. Cool. Really quick, though, um, the guy, George, he's, uh, come on, what's the matter to you? <laughs> like, he's, Mercado, he's, the guy, he's good. Let, let, let him get, a, get He's getting better. He's doing awesome. He did great last two games. Come on. The, the, he's the improving are, slowly, but he's improving. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. And, and, and Berger, he's like, put Berger in lineup. Berger's not even playing right now. He's rehabbing. And his defense, he needs a lot of work. And Makata is uh, way better defensively. I don't think that's even a question. As a White Sox fan, a big White Sox fan, I don't come fan too, but the White Sox, baby. Let me tell you something. You have to stand behind your team. You have to go show up to the ball games, you know. The, the ball, the ball park, uh, the Comiskey Park, I call it still. Okay, <laughs> I love going there with my kids. My kids are, are younger. They're seven. But they love going there. I don't know if they like going there because of the elotes and the, the and, and the and the churros they like, but whatever. But you have to go and, and, and show up, you know. You got the lovable losers up there in the north. Let them do that, too. That's okay. But no, you're right. Stand look, back look, behind look, your team. Right. If you like what you're seeing, 
stand behind your team. And if you want to send, thanks, Mo, for the call. If you want to send a message to your favorite team that you're not happy, you know what? I, I don't know if uh, that's what Mo was saying, but, you know, send a message. Don't show up. Here's well, Matt in Willowbrook wants to jump in, and um, I think he wants to uh, kind of further what Mo was saying. Hey, Matt, you're in Willowbrook, and you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, bud? Matt, you're with us. Hello, Matt. Uh, yep, I got you oh, guys. Okay. All right, bud. Sorry, guys. Yeah, okay. a similar point to the last guy about Mankata. I mean, everyone's got frustration with him. He makes some bonehead plays. Um, but his defense, I mean, you you got to rely on that day in and day out. And he always puts up good numbers by the end of the year. So I don't know where uh, where our replacement's coming from. Berger looks pretty Yeah, Berger is, not the, Berger is not the defensive guy. Look, he's bad. He's been exciting. He's a good story. But he's, is he the guy to step in right then? Right then and there? No. Mm-mm. No, you need no, Johan Mankata so to be. You need Mankata to be, to be a star yeah. for you to get to the promised land. Right. You, absolutely. And and George did say that Ozzy has his hysteronic personality disorder. Yes. Uh, I just looked that up. That's interesting. I know George. I think George is an attorney. Maybe he does <laughs> diagnoses on mental conditions on the side. But we'll get that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, George yeah. had a George had a a lot to say. But, uh, Matt, we appreciate the uh, phone call. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there there are some people that are kind of, and, and I don't disagree with you, Brian, but we're not, the story isn't over today, and we're seeing Mankata te- take some positive steps. Is it time to pull the parachute on him? No. Right now, not at all. Not at all. And, you're not, and, and, and realistically, you're not getting pitching for him. You're not... You're, Right. And that's why it's eating. better to stick with him. We're paying him. We're to. not getting out of it. We're not getting anything back you're from not, him. You're not paying. You're not shipping him and all the money you would have to ship with him to get anything in return. And it wouldn't be a, a player that's ready to step in and help you right now. That's anyway. right. That's right. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Dave's been waiting patiently from Plainfield. What's up, Dave? You're on with Thank Xander you Hanley. Hey. Thank you guys for taking my call. Brian, yep. don't make me laugh any harder. You're going to be on the Saturday Night Live very soon with that <laughs> comment you just made. <laughs> me up. Um, I have two questions. I know I, I wanted to talk about Robert real quick, but uh-huh. if I could just say one thing about Zavala. I don't know what they're going to do next week when Glendale comes back. Yeah. You're going to have to take a pitcher. You're going to have to go with 12 pitchers. Because if you put Zavala on, try to designate him for assignment, he'll be stamped up so oh. quick it's not funny. No. I mean, it, you cannot get rid of him. And I don't want to, they're going to have to go with three catchers because I'm not thrilled with Grendel's defense. The other thing I wanted to talk about was Robert. You know, listen, I love Luis Robert, but he, I think because, because of his legs, I don't know what he had last night, but I know what, you know, getting a little dizzy sometimes can, can hurt a guy. I was just wondering with the two outfitters they got in their farm system, Oscar Colas and um, Cespedes, they both have them playing center field down there. Now, I don't know whether it's a reason to move in the right field, but I'm just wondering down the road if you take a guy like Robert, maybe next year, I don't know where Colas is in the scheme of things, probably by June of next year will be ready to play. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, Dave. Thanks for the phone call. We're up I was against, just curious about that. Yeah, Thank we, you, guys. We're up against the break, so we we got to move along. But, you know, interesting. Yeah, look, um, you know, the jury's still out. I don't know what he's dealing with. Hopefully we'll get a better sense of what's going on. Len Casper dehydration, right? I mean, could be, fixed, could be yeah. that simple, right? Yeah, right? I was, I walked around through the seventies dizzy because I didn't know how important <laughs> it was to drink water and I was always playing sports. 
It was the that gym. may explain a lot. Yeah. That may yeah. explain a lot. And that, yeah, I was dehydrated for different reasons in the eighties. <laughs> All right, time to break. We're coming back. Len Casper coming up. We'll be sure to ask him questions like uh, what's going on with Eloy Jimenez. So many things to talk to Len Casper about. Voice of the Chicago White Sox here on ESPN One Thousand. We'll get to that after this.